Welcome back to Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, we're continuing our series on fitness, both physical and spiritual, with a discussion about building a strong core. Now, last week we talked about starting your fitness journey, but once you start your fitness journey, no matter what your exercise is that you are trying to do, to keep your heart pumping and keep your body physically fit, you need a strong core. Here's five reasons why you need to be doing core exercises to build your strong core. First of all, core exercises strengthen your core muscles. What are your core muscles? Your core muscles are really right here in the core of your body. Now it's it's not your arms, it's not your, your big you know, chest muscles, it's not your leg muscles. It's the sides, the back, the abs. That's your core. And even your glutes can be included in your core. And if you don't know what your glutes are, that's your rear end. Um, those things help keep you um, together. And leads us to the next reason why you need to be doing core exercises, and that is improve your posture. It will help your body stay aligned, and so that you're not wearing on things the way they're not supposed to be worn. Your back will, will appreciate it. Your whole core of your body will appreciate it. And even while you're exercising, you won't be leaning off to one side or off to the other side, which leads us to the next one. It may improve running or training performance and balance, especially with running, uh, cycling, any of those, uh, even with swimming, it improves how your technique works. Because you're not, if you have a good balance in your core, you're not going to be leaning to one side or leaning to the other or, you know, stumbling in one direction or the other just from regular steps um, or regular exercises. You'll stay steady. That's much better because you're not going to be injuring yourself as much as well as it'll improve your efficiency and such. So... Core exercises are very good. The fourth reason that you need to be doing core exercises is because core exercises help reduce injury when combined with full body strength training. So the core exercises will help reduce your chances of injury, especially injury to your core, meaning your back um, and such. And the fifth reason, it reduces lower back pain and stiffness. So if you have any issues with lower back pain and stiffness, you definitely need to get into core exercises. Now, before you do any exercise program, check with your healthcare professionals and make sure that you are in a state where you can do the exercises. I uh, wouldn't want you to start doing um, extreme exercises and and have extreme consequences. So what are these basic core exercises that I can do to bring to build up my core in my body? So when you think of your abs 
and building up those and they're not just right in the front where you see somebody's six pack but they also are on the sides as well in your obliques uh, and ways that you can do this first of all abdominal crunches now whether that's just the the straight forward and back or whether you're twisting and doing your crunches or you know whatnot Abdominal crunches are a very basic, good core exercise. The second thing is called a hip bridge. And what this is, is you put your feet planted firmly on the ground. You're laying on your shoulders. Your shoulders are touching the ground. Your feet are flat on the ground. And you're raising your hips and lowering your hips. You're raising your hips up as a bridge and then lowering them down, and then raising them up as a bridge and lowering them down. That flex will help your core. It especially helps your glutes. It'll especially help your back muscles, and you'll even get some abdominal muscles that will be in there as well. The next basic core exercise is called a plank. Now, there are all sorts of different planks, and we're going to talk, the next three are actually all different types of planks. But the basic plank is where you have your toes on the ground, like in a push-up position, except in the front, instead of being on your hands, you are going to be on your forearms. And so you're on your forearms, you've got your toes on the ground, and you keep your body like a plank straight. Now one of the things that people do that is the worst for them on the plank is they will put their butt up in the air. Don't put your butt up in the air. Stay like a plank. That's why it's called a plank. You want to be flat just like a board. And that will help your core as well. You say, well, I, I feel that in my shoulders. Yes, you're going to feel it in your shoulders, but you're going to feel it more so in your core muscles, your back and your abdominal muscles. The next one is a knee plank. So if you're not ready for the regular plank yet, instead of being on your toes, you can be on your knees. And not straight up and down on your knees, but your knees forward, kind of like uh, what we traditionally called a girl push-up, where they were on their knees instead of on their toes. You can do the same thing with the plank, still being on your forearms, um, and that would provide a little easier plank if you're not up to the regular planks yet. And all you do with a plank, you don't go up and down, you don't go side to side, you just hold it. You just hold it for a specific amount of time, whether you're trying to hold it for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute or more, and then rest and then do it again. And one of the best ways to do these things is in three sets. The fifth uh, is side planks. So if you're past the regular planks now, you're, you're past the knee planks, you're past the, the regular planks, take your regular plank and now move one arm up into the air and on the side and hold that. And you can do that either on your forearm or you can do it your arm completely extended, which is much more difficult. But if you can do it, that's fine. 
but the forearm gives you much more of a stable platform. So start out with the forearm on the side where this, this side would be on the ground and then you're, you're planking on that side and then you flip and you would plank on the other side where your, your arm is up in the air instead of down on the ground. The sixth basic core exercise is called a dead bug. There's actually a number of different names for this one. But basically, if you remember when you were a kid and you played dead like a bug, you'd lay on your back with your arms in the air and your feet up. You, can, you don't have to put your feet straight up. You can have them bent over so that you've got your knee in the air and your, and your leg pointed out and you're just laying there like a dead bug. That actually helps your core. And if you want to have a little bit more exercise from it, you can rock that way as well. Our seventh basic core exercise is flutter kicks. So you lay on your back, you raise your feet up, and then you just flutter kick like you would if you were swimming. Like if you're doing the freestyle or the crawl, then you flutter kick with your feet and then lay them down. And then, you know, again, these are for specific amounts of time. The eighth one is the opposite of the flutter kicks, and this is called Superman because it looks like you're trying to fly. You lay on your belly and you raise your arms up, your feet are back, and then you arch your back and raise your arms in the air above the floor and raise your feet up keeping your knees straight and that will especially help your back muscles and then the other the next one that we'll give you to start out is called a bear crawl and the difference between a regular crawl and a bear crawl is you have your feet on the ground and you have your hands on the ground so if you've got your hands on the ground and your feet on the ground and you're just doing a, a weird crawling, that's a bear crawl. That actually will help your core. So those are some basic core exercises that you can do to help strengthen your core. Now, spiritually, do, why do we need to strengthen our core? Spiritually, Luke chapter 6. Verse 47, Jesus says, Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock, and when a flood occurred, the torrent burst against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly is like a man who built a house on the ground without any foundation and the torrent burst against it and immediately it collapsed and the ruin of that house was great. We need, just like in exercising you need a good core in your body, we need a good foundation in our spiritual life. Well, what is that foundation that we need in our spiritual life? 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10, According to the grace of God which was given to me, 
Like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. Verse 11, for no man can lay a foundation other than that, the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ needs to be the foundation, the core of your faith. Well, you, and you may say, well, duh, okay, check, done. Now I can move on to the rest of my fitness, right? Because I've already got Jesus Christ. I, I've already put my faith and trust in him. Build your faith. Increase your faith in God. How do I increase my faith in God? I need to strengthen that core, that foundation, so that that foundation is solid. And yes, Jesus is solid. I get it. But like we talked about last week, long for the pure milk of God's Word. Long for God's Word. Build that into your schedule so that you have this core in your, in your person where, okay, at 10 a.m., I'm in the Scriptures, or at 3 p.m., I'm in the Scriptures. And so that core gets built up. As we're longing, we're building our longing for the Word of God. Increase your faith. Do things that increase your faith. Be around people that increase your faith. Um, in order to be around people that increase your faith, you need to get connected to your local Bible-believing church. You need to be connected to a local Bible-believing church. Now, it's important that it's local. Why is it important that it's local? Because then you can get better connected. You can encourage people. You can get encouraged by people. You can get the training you need. You can, you can be involved in exercising your spiritual gifts, etc., etc., etc. It needs to be local. It needs to be Bible-believing. It needs to be a church that holds this as the Word of God and the sole authority for all of life and practice. If they do not hold this as the sole authority for life and practice, they're building on a bad foundation, and they're not exercising their core. You need to exercise your core, and this needs to be built on a, or your church needs to be built on a good foundation of the Word of God. In fact, that's exactly what Jesus said in Luke chapter 6. The ones who hear his word and do it have a good foundation. And if they're not teaching the word of God, it's not a Bible-believing church. Get connected to your local Bible-believing church. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse 19. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, so since we're saved, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, so since we've got all these things, since Jesus is our Lord and Savior, since he is our priest, verse 22, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. Draw near to who? To God. Draw near to Him in full assurance of faith that He will accept us because of Christ, 
having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the confession without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And, so now we're holding fast to the basics that Jesus is the Son of God, that he came to pay the penalty for your sin that you owed, that he did not, he paid your penalty and rose again to prove that his payment was sufficient. The basics. We hold fast to that confession of our hope without wavering because God is faithful and he will see us through. Verse 24, and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. So how do we encourage each other to love other people and to love God and to do good deeds not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. He's saying, make sure that you're connected to your local body of believers, which is the church. Make sure you are connected, because you need this group. They need to stimulate you to love and good deeds, and you need to encourage them to love and good deeds. And we need each other. And don't stop when the time gets hard or when it gets dangerous. He says instead, but encouraging one another, all the more as you see the day drawing near. As things get harder and as things, the persecution increases, as danger in, in uh, gathering together increases, we need it all the more, he says. So get connected to your local Bible-believing church. And then finally, get connected to discipleship through your church. You need to be discipled in your church. That's a good core exercise. In fact, we have a, a book that we use during our discipleship called Foundations, that goes through the foundations of our faith. It goes through salvation. It goes through eternal security. It goes through what's baptism and the Lord's Supper and giving and uh, all sorts of things that are the foundational truths of our faith. And you need to do that. You need to understand that. You build a strong core. Get connected to discipleship. Learn foundational biblical truths. And I would encourage you, absolutely positively do that. If your local church does not have a discipleship um, process, then feel free to contact me, and I would be happy to contact with your pastor and share with them the process that we use. It's not proprietary to us. It's just plain biblical. And so I'd be happy to share with any pastor who wants to build a discipleship process in their church um, so that you can be discipled accurately and learn those foundational biblical truths. Thank you for tuning in. We'll continue this discussion next week on Freedom Fridays. Mm -hmm.